Welcome to Nifty Thinking. I'm your host, Kevin Simcock, founder of Nifty Picnic Creative Marketing. This podcast is all about providing brands with the tools, insights, and strategies they need to stand out in their industry and grow their business. For over 25 years, I've helped some of the largest brands in the world achieve outstanding growth. And I want to help you build your brand too. So let's get started with some nifty thinking. Welcome to episode four. Thanks for listening. Um, In this episode, this is actually part two to finding your creativity. And in this episode, I want to talk about the creative process and specifically how the process uh, applies to marketing and advertising. So over the years, I have led, built, and mentored creative departments at all different kinds of ad agencies all around the world, from independent agencies to large network agencies, digital agencies, pharma agencies, all points in between. And the thing here is I love what I do. Being able to be creative every day and apply myself creatively to solve problems to build brands, to create content out there for everyone to enjoy. I am very fortunate to be able to do that. And I, I love what I do. And so a big part of what I do when it comes to advertising and marketing is idea generation and campaign development. And so in this episode, I really want to touch on the creative process as it's applied in marketing and advertising to come up with ideas or brand campaigns, so to speak. And so let's start by talking a little bit about the project process, because a lot of people I don't think understand if, if you're not part of a advertising company or a marketing company, you may not even know what the actual um, process is for generating a campaign per se for a brand. So there are standard milestones that are involved in every project. And it usually starts off with a client ask. So the client will come to the agency and say, okay, we have a new product, we wanna launch it, we have a new service, or we have a, a, a new feature of a product, an existing product that we want to really highlight and generate some awareness for. There's a myriad of reasons why we'll come to an agency and ask for a campaign, so to speak, or some ideas on how to market their product or service. So the next step for the agency is then to go off and formulate, you know, some KPI, some key performance indicators, making sure that there is a business objective that we're laddering up to. And then there'll be research that happens in terms of market research, consumer research, and getting a whole myriad of strategic foundational elements together for the creative department to bounce off of. So that stuff is really important because it gives us the springboard for which our thinking and our creative campaigns will be derived from. The the, the next step after we get the strategy kind of together, all the research findings and as much data, consumer um, buying behaviors and characteristics and whatnot. The next step after that is to put together a creative brief. Now, this creative brief is arguably the most important part of the process. It is an internal document created by the agencies and clients sign off on it. In most marketing companies, there'll be a brief as well. So this brief is kind of like the who, what, where, when, why of what we're doing. So who are we talking to? 
What are we saying? What's the singular message, the one most important thing that we want to talk about? Where is it going to be living? So what media channels does it have to go across? Is it going to be one specific channel or is it going to be carried across many? And then when does it have to be delivered by and any kind of parameters to be considered for the project? So that creative brief is formulated and then the creative process truly begins. So let's talk about the creative process because depending on the type of creative you are, so if you're not in marketing and advertising, let's say you're an illustrator or let's say you're a graphic designer creating a logo or a photographer or a director or an artist even, there's a creative process that is unique to each skill set, and there is a creative process that's even more unique to each person because each person has really their own way at creativity. Now, there's going to be some foundational elements that will be the same across all, but each one is relatively unique, and each person will have their own unique process. I'm going to tell you what my process is in terms of coming up with ideas. In, in advertising for campaigns. So like I said, we, we have this creative brief. The creative brief is for all intents and purposes, our roadmap. It outlines the who, what, where, when, why, all the details that we need to think about. It will also have some of that data that the strategy department has dug up in terms of consumer insights, market dynamics. And what that allows us to do is really kind of dig a little bit deeper and validate where we want to go with our thinking. So. Step one for me in the creative process is to do research. And I do research in two different areas. One is the product or the service, and the other is the end consumer, the person who we're going after, the person we're talking to, commonly referred to as our target audience. And so when I dig into the product, I really want to get as much information as I can and firsthand experience as I can. Now, you may have seen some movies uh, about the advertising industry where the teams will either get a product and try it out. That's that's real. That's legit. If you ever ever watch Mad Men, there is some there's some truth in that TV series of how we operate. There just really isn't as much debauchery and, and alcohol consuming. Although I don't know, maybe maybe there is a, enough alcohol consuming. But there are some valid points to that TV show in terms of how the creative department wraps their head around the product or the service. And firstly, we really want to kind of deep dive into what are the key features? How does it really work? What are the real benefits? And by trying it out ourselves, we get that consumer experience that we can leverage in our ideas. So let's say we're selling a, a Jeep for example, and we're going to sell the new Jeep Wrangler that has a new 4x4 feature. And so sometimes we get a chance to go take these, these vehicles for a test drive. And the reason why we do this, to firsthand feel and immerse ourselves in the experience and the emotion wrapped around the experience, that allows us to nail down some unique elements that the consumer could relate to. Like the way the 4x4 makes you feel, the type of road that you might want to go on, the 
the way that it parks, the way that it accelerates, the way that it has traction and grabs, the way that it makes you feel when you're out in a non-city environment, the freedom that it gives you, and little characteristics that might get lost in a standard explanation on a data sheet, for example. And so wrapping our heads around the product or the service as much as we can to really feel out the attributes is crucial for what we do because it allows us, again, more insight and information that we could leverage thinking from. It gets the wheels turning, so to speak. And so the second area is really deep diving into the target audience. And what I mean by this is finding as much information around the demographics, psychographics, the buying characteristics, the headspace of the consumer and why they might choose the product or service that we're trying to sell. What's the, what's the real problem? that we're trying to solve for them and how does that problem impact their life and how could this product or service offer a unique solution in a unique way that's going to resonate with them by touching on life moments or what I like to call human truths that they can relate to. What I like to really focus on is it's kind of like a day in the life of the consumer from the time they wake up to the time they go to bed. What does their day consist of? Who are they interacting with? What are they doing? Where are they commuting? How are they commuting? From the moment they wake up in the morning, what are their rituals that they go through? What do they do? What do they worry about? What do they think about? What are they stressed out about? All of these things, again, gives us potential avenues to explore, to really find what I call these intersections of human truth where we can intersect a pain point in their life with a possible solution of the product. So let's say we're, we're talking about a Jeep, for example, and the key consumer is 30 to 40 year old uh, household income of 150K plus and has a family of two, enjoys the outdoors. So they're cyclists, they're maybe kayakers, they love doing family hikes, all that kind of stuff. But their day is jam-packed with just family craziness. So from the time they wake up in the morning, they're taking care of the kids. They're getting the lunches together. They're getting everybody organized. Then it's drop off to school and waiting in the queue of traffic to drop the kids off. And once they do, then they have to commute to the office and they get stuck in traffic. And by the time they get to the office, they're stressed out. All of these things, when you start to put together their, their journey, then you can start to find ways to potentially offer a solution for the product. So what would it look like as a parent dropping your kids off to school in a Jeep when... Maybe you don't have to ride on the road. Maybe you can take the back way to the school. All of these kinds of things really helps you wrap your head around some potential ideation. And so once I've kind of done my deep dive on the consumer, once I've done my deep dive on the product, then I start with my ideation and coming up with initial thinking. 
So the brainstorming process is uh, a little bit unique, and this is where everyone will be a little bit different. But for me, I kind of follow a, a an approach where I just like to kind of dump my entire brain out in the beginning. I literally will write things down, sometimes on a piece of paper, sometimes I use post-it notes, and I just write down the key essence of an idea. So going back to the Jeep thing, it could be mom and kids taking the back road to school drop-off zone, or maybe it's a designated Jeep only drop-off zone for kids at school. What would that look like? And you just start to get these nuggets of ideas. And so I just write those down on post-its and just literally fill a freaking wall and put as many of them down as I can as possible. And so I will do this exercise for as long as the ideas keep going. And then once they stop and I feel like I'm I'm just trying to squeeze a diamond out, then I stop. I stop and I walk away from it and I don't think about it again for probably another 24 hours. And I let my brain kind of recharge. I might go back and take a look at some product or service information, whether it's, you know, what's going on on social media and just kind of keeping keeping the idea simmering in the back of my mind. So I'm never really losing sight of what I'm focusing on, but I'm, I'm done thinking about ideas. I'm just kind of at this point recharging my thought process with other tertiary bits of information, whether it be from social media, whether it be from other pieces of content, but I just let it simmer for about 24 hours. And then what I'll do is I'll come back to all the thinking and I'll start to whittle things down and put thinking into categories. So if you've ever done this exercise, if you've ever been part of a brainstorm exercise, to me, group thinking is is the worst thing on the planet. I hate being in a room trying to think with other people and doing that exercise. To me, that's the biggest freaking waste of time. But if you've ever been a part of one, what you'll notice is there will be themes that, that show up. And so categorically, you can start to put the thinking into groups. And typically, that's what I'll do with my thoughts and the ideas that I come up with. I start to categorize them and whittle them down and put them into groups. And then once I take a look at those groups and I take a look at the individual ideas, this is when I will literally start to cull ideas down and start to focus on the top three ideas per category. And then what I'll do is I'll take those ideas and I'll, I'll dig deeper and riff on those some more and see what else can come out of it. So going back again to the primary example of, you know, Jeeps and the drop-off zone, digging into that a little bit more and say, okay, well, how would that come to life? What would the, what would you visualize that being if it was say a print ad? And if it was, let's say a 15 second uh, Instagram reel, what would that look like? And when you start to put the idea to the pressure test of forcing it into a media, it really starts to validate whether or not the idea has what we call legs or not. So if you've ever heard the term, oh, the, you know, the idea's got legs, it can really take off and it's, it's a big thought or a big idea. What that means is it's easy to see how the idea could extend and work in multiple areas and multiple media channels. It could turn itself into multiple things like 
This is what it could look like if it was a billboard. This is what it could look like if it was an event. This is what it could look like if it was a stunt. This is what it could look like if it was a video or a TV commercial or a short film, whatever the hell it could live like. As long as you can think of multiple ways that the idea could come to life, then you know that it's a rich area to explore. If you're straining or can't really quite visualize what this thing could look like and how it could come to life, chances are it's not a good idea. Chances are just it's not big enough to really carry its weight. Now, over the years, what I've seen and where I think a lot of people get hung up on is the definition of an idea versus the definition of an execution. So there are two totally different things. What I just talked about in terms of, you know, the drop-off zone with the Jeep, that's an execution. And it's okay to start with an execution, but you have to ladder it up to a big idea. The bigger idea there would be make every day a little less every day. So then, you know, to think of what are those everyday routines that you could turn into the extraordinary and putting Jeep's touch on it, knowing that the brand is about getting out and off the beaten path and kind of taking your own, your own road, so to speak. Then you can start to, to ideate and, and see how that comes to life. And how it comes to life, those are the executions. So the idea is make every day less every day. And then the executions are how that comes to life. I think it's just important to really kind of um, differentiate between the two because I see it a lot in creative departments at agencies all over the place where, you know, clients are asking for an idea, a campaignable idea, and then someone will come up with an execution instead of the big idea. And it's okay to come up with an execution and back that into a larger idea, but inevitably all executions have to have a bigger idea that they ladder up to. So going back to the process, as I whittle down the thinking, I'm putting that kind of critic lens on it and going back to the brief and going, okay, what, what were we tasked with saying? What were we tasked with promoting? What are the key features and, and whatever the, the key messages that we're trying to get across? And just make sure that the thinking still delivers that. And then I'll look at it through the lens of the brand and say, okay, does this idea resonate and does it come across on behalf of the brand and is it ownable by the brand? So in the case of Jeep, it's like, does it feel like a Jeep ad? Does it feel like it's holding true to the Jeep brand, what it stands for, how it presents itself, or is it way off course and could be owned by anybody? And so you go through this process of refining the, the ideas, the top ideas within the different groups. And then you kind of build on them and say, okay, well, if the drop-off zone at school is not working, what else could it be, for example? Is it finding a different route to school? Whatever the hell that is. And so once I get all the kind of thinking for each of the different groups refined to, let's say, the top three ideas for each category or each group, then I'll take a look at the group and go, what one stands out the most? 
what one is the most memorable, what one is the most unexpected, what one is the most ownable, and what one is the one with the most legs or the most ability to really kind of be blown out in multiple different executions. And so usually I'll have three ideas. Three is always the magic number. And then so I'll, I'll rank those territories and then within each one of those territories have three executions for it. And then usually once those ideas are categorized that way, then it's getting it into a visual representation of what that idea is. And this could take on many different things. So depending on where the specific media is that we have to execute again, the main ask could have been uh, to create a 30 second or 60 second commercial. It could have been create a booth display at an auto show, for example. Whatever that main ask that was in the brief is, we would first execute the idea against that ask. If it was a video, for example, what we would do is come up with a storyboard or a script, depending on how much time we had, um, a script at the very least, and kind of put it down on paper and show that the idea works, show that the idea can actually be carried through and that all the pertinent bits of information that we need to talk about can be delivered within that idea. If it's a print ad, for example, or if it's digital video, we might do the same. If it's a static post, we might mock one up. If it's a print ad, we would get an illustrator to draw it because chances are the type of visual that you need to create hasn't been created before, so it doesn't exist. Now, currently, with the use and access of AI, this is now way easier to deliver on. So with the help of AI and text-to-visual based programs, this is really where AI helps to shorten the effort and the time frame to go from, hey, this idea could work, what would it look like, into a feasible visual representation. It could even go so far as, you know, to forego the storyboard step and actually do a rough edit using programs like Adobe Firefly to use AI-generated visuals to help weave the story together to give a proof point that the idea can be brought to life. And at this stage, once we get those initial artifacts together to prove that the idea can be brought to life in the way that it needs to be brought to life so that it delivers on the brief, then once that's, that's kind of put together, we'll present it internally. The internal team will have a review cycle. Everyone kind of comes together and reviews the ideas and we modify them and tweak them based off of input. And then we go to the client for an initial idea presentation. So the client presentation is what I like to call the show. This is like, I think the best, the best part of clients days is to go through a creative presentation for campaign development for their brand. I, like they absolutely love it. I see their faces light up when we walk into boardrooms and we start presenting work and 
they get excited on Zoom calls when we're talking about bringing the ideas to life. They just love to be part of the process of bringing this idea to life and, and seeing the ideas because it's so fun. And I think it's important when you're presenting ideas to a client that you bring a certain energy to it because people are not going to get excited about the ideas if you're not excited about them yourself. All clients have varying degrees of risk that they're willing to take with the brand. Some clients play it really, really safe and have no risk. They don't want to take any risks at all. Other clients are, you know, let's push the envelope. Let's do something really crazy and cool that's going to get the brand noticed and people are going to love. You have to read the room. You have to know your clients. You have to know what their appetite for risk is because everyone has a boss to answer to. That's why it's important as a creative that you're not just selling the creative. You're actually selling what the creative can do for them. Now you've gone through the initial first client presentation. Inevitably, they will choose one territory, one idea, and go, okay, I like this idea. Let's make some tweaks. Sometimes the clients go, hey, I like idea and idea too. Can we put them together? Never a good idea. That's why it's important when you're presenting ideas to really go back to the brief and remind them who our target market is and who we're talking to specifically and to use data points and strategic elements of consumer insights and whatnot to really sprinkle that throughout your presentation to anchor your thinking in those. The next part of the creative process is the production phase. So we just went through creative ideation and coming up with the ideas. The next phase is actually producing it. And so depending on what it is, there's a whole gamut of steps that need to be planned and resourced in order to produce it. I'll do another episode all on creative production and we'll talk about all the different areas of creative production and what that process looks like. And maybe I'll actually bring some guest speakers in to, uh, to talk about it from various different areas so that you guys can actually hear it from uh, some of our partners that we work with photographers, directors, producers, and whatnot. In a nutshell, this is the creative process. Well, that's today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a better understanding of the creative process. And maybe you learned a few things that you can try in your own creative ideation process. And hopefully it'll help you improve yours. So as always, if you have any questions about anything that we talked about today, or if you need help with your next project, please drop me an email. I'll leave the link in the show notes. Join me in the next episode as I discuss how to make a big impact on a small budget. You won't want to miss it. So be sure to come back for more information, insights, and strategies on how to grow your business here on Nifty Thinking.